Welcome to the Retail Economics Podcast, the hub of unique, independent and illuminating insights on all things consumer and retail. Welcome to the Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. It's designed to accumulate the latest key updates related to the fast-paced UK retail industry. My co-host and I will cover the latest top-line updates from the past week. First up in food and grocery, Tesco is making some changes to its online order terms from May. This includes raising the minimum spend customers must reach for delivery by £10 to £50 and increasing the minimum basket charge for all orders that do not reach the threshold from £4 to £5. Moving on, the co-op has reported a £300 million increase in revenues to £11.5 billion in 2022, while underlying EBITDA dropped £15 million to £490 million impacted by inflation. Despite challenging markets, it absorbed £100 million in costs and invested £37 million to maintain prices on key products. The company's pre-tax profit rose by £190 million to £247 million and food revenue increased by £134 million to £150 million. Morrison's has also reported a 3.4% increase in total sales to £4.7 billion, with group like for like sales excluding fuel inching up by 0.1% for the 13 weeks ending 29 January 2023. The company also opened its 500th daily convenience store last week in Salford. In other news, Ocado has seen off claims from international rival Autostore that alleged it had stolen several of its technological inventions. Two patents held by Autostore were ruled invalid, and Ocado was found not to have infringed upon any. The claim was made in 2020 over six of Ocado's patents. Now let's move on to clothing and footwear. In a move towards sustainability, Seasalt has launched a resale platform in partnership with Preloved Specialist Reskinned. Shoppers can return used clothing to be rehomed or responsibly recycled in exchange for a money-off voucher at Seasalt. Elsewhere, Dr. Martins plans to start using recycled leather for some of its boots at its Northampton factory in early 2024. Meanwhile, Clark's managing director of the UK, Ireland and MEA Joe Yoa has stepped down, with chief executive Jonathan Ram heading up the UK and Ireland team until a successor is found. Giacomo is expanding its formal wear offer with new third-party brands, as formal wear sales have been increasing and now account for 13% of Giacomo's sales mix. N. Brown also appointed former Hobbs chief executive Meg Lussman as a non-executive director, responsible for chairing the group's remuneration committee. On the other hand, New Look's chief technology officer, Ed Alford, is to step down, and several New Look department leaders have departed as the retailer cuts head office staff, including head of menswear, boyswear, global partnerships, brands, and concessions Mark Hopkins and head of performance marketing and CRM Michelle Lockwood, as well as head of international business development Victoria Harris and head of customer market insight Claire Ralphson-Cook. More positively, Harrods has opened a Prada Caf pop-up, serving breakfast, evening cocktail options, and pastries, which will remain open until January 2024. In the health and beauty sector, H&M Beauty is set to open its first global flagship store in Oslo on the 4th of May. The 3,000-square-foot store will feature own label and over 80 external brands, including Huda Beauty, Wishful, Kylie, and Smashbox, offering a mix of cocktail bar and spa-like aesthetics. The fragrance shop's latest flagship store will also open this summer at 7288 Oxford Street. And in other news, Holland and Barrett has announced a 9% pay rise for store employees, 
increasing hourly pay from £10 and 5 pence to £11. This is effective from the 1st of April. Elsewhere, cosmetics group Natra & Co is selling ESOP to L'Oreal for $2.5 billion $2 billion. This is to strengthen its finances and allow it to focus on strategic priorities. And in electricals, Apple plans to improve its operations by cutting corporate retail roles, but the number of job cuts are expected to be minimal. Moving on to the homewares industry, Inca Centers has acquired Parisian shopping center Itali Ducks, Italic High Street Extension, and Apollo Office Complex from Hammerson. Sustainability is a top priority for them, as they aim for 100% renewable energy by 2030. In DIY and gardening, Top Styles saw sales rise 9.5% year-on-year to £130.5 million in the 26 weeks to the 1st of April. Like for likes were up 4.3% in the first half. Online sales rose by £1.1 million to £10.1 million. The retailer said gross margin percentages were expected to increase in its second half as supply chain pressures eased and cost price rises came down. That's really impressive. The acquisition of Pro Tiler Tools and launch of Tile Warehouse in 2022 have clearly had a positive impact on their sales. Elsewhere in the category, Screwfix is looking to exceed its already ambitious store opening goal. Screwfix opened a record-breaking 87 new stores in 2022, and now plans to reach its 1,000 store target in the UK and Ireland. They've already opened 870 stores, so they're well on their way. Now, let's move on to some news about department stores, marketplaces, and specialists. John Lewis Partnership's new CEO, Nish Kankiwala, has announced that the company will be making changes to make it more efficient and affordable. It's always interesting to see how new leadership shakes things up. And speaking of changes, the original factory shop is up for sale after 15 years under Duke Street's ownership. Yes, advisors at Deloitte are helping to find potential buyers. On the subject of closures, Amazon is shutting down its UK-based online store book depository at the end of April. That's part of Amazon's cost-cutting strategy, which includes recent job cuts worldwide. And now workers at Amazon's Coventry site are planning to strike for six days in April, demanding higher wages and improved working conditions. And finally, Marks & Spencer has denied a report that it will be cutting hundreds of jobs at its London head office. The Sunday Times published the report, but Marks & Spencer has rejected it as simply inaccurate. That's all for this week's news update. You've been listening to The Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from retail economics. Let us know what you thought by posting a review or rating on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed this show, remember to follow us and tune in again next Monday for the latest updates. Sign up for more insight, including reports and thought leadership on all things retail and consumer at retaileconomics.co.uk. Thanks for listening.